Hey everybody, this is Reese with the True Answers Podcast. I just wanted to bring you an exciting announcement. We are officially on Facebook. So go up in your search bar, type in True Answers. Uh, you'll find our podcast page and follow us there. That's where we will be posting our social media content as well as giving everybody updates on new releases of our podcast. And then another thing, uh, we actually added a live email account. So feel free to email us at trueanswers.podcast at gmail.com and uh, shoot us any love, any questions, any thoughts that you have. And we might actually cover some of those questions in subsequent episodes. So again, we have a Facebook page, True Answers. Follow us there as well as shoot us an email at trueanswers.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And here's the show. Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another segment of the True Answers Podcast with myself, Reese, and my brother-in-law, Rob. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit because... uh, If you haven't gone back and listened to our previous podcast, we covered um, the fruit of the Spirit, went through each individual part of that fruit in particular. Um, So we just felt like it was natural to then talk about the the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, this is some really exciting topics, Reese, because, you know, you experience new life and you never know what that is until you really experience it. Mm -hmm. But when God fills you with his Spirit, you know, the Bible said that there's evidence that he fills you with his spirit. And he that's when you submit to him and he starts speaking with your mouth words that you don't even know. Right. And and that's the initial evidence of receiving that Holy Spirit. And it's so cool how once you get that spirit, it's literally a new birth in the spirit and you learn so many things and God opens your eyes and it, it's a process of maturing your whole life. Really. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true if you go back and look. Um, in the book of Acts, especially when the Holy Ghost was first poured out in Acts chapter 2, um, the Bible says that when they started speaking in tongues, there were people, uh, basically the Holy Ghost party spilled out into the street, and there were people that were walking by saying, how are they speaking uh, in my home language? They're not even whatever, like Galileans or whatever. I don't remember what it exactly says. Um, but people were amazed that they were speaking in different languages. And they just assumed that they were drunk. Mm-hmm. And then that gave Peter the platform to preach, you know, basically the Acts 2.38 message. It started well before verse 38, but um, he said, these men are not drunk as you suppose because it's only in the morning. But this is the power of the Holy Ghost. It was, you know, the power that was prophesied by Joel, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy that, that, yep. that promise. Um, and you see it all throughout the book of Acts that people knew they had received the Holy Ghost because they spoke with other tongues. Um, so once we have the Holy Ghost inside of us, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, like we talked about in our last podcast, begin to work or, or at least show up in our life because um, those are attributes of God. They're pieces of His character, so they start to show up in our life. And then another thing that happens is the gifts of the Spirit should be at work. Now, we understand that not everybody operates in all of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, 
like we're going to talk about some I have never operated in, you know, whatever, certain gifts of the Spirit. But I do have some experience with other gifts of the Spirit. Um, so we'll actually start by reading 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verses 4 through, it's, uh, 4 through 11. I'm going to read them quick in the Amplified Version. Um, so if you've never read the Amplified Version, just for everybody um, that hasn't read it, it does add a lot um, and just kind of uh, basically expands on what the Scripture says. It does a really good job of showing you what is Scripture and what is like um, an expansion on Scripture, which is why I like it a lot, because it, it definitely makes sure to show you what the Scripture actually says, but then kind of explains it in a deeper way. So, uh, without further ado, we'll start with chapter 4, or verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Now, there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. But it is the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers. And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination, and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Holy Spirit the power to speak the message of wisdom, to another the power to express the word of knowledge, and understand according to the same Spirit. To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit, and to another, the extraordinary gifts of healings by the one Spirit, and to another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, that is, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, and to another, discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults, to another various kinds of unknown tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. And these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. <laughs> oh, that was a mouthful. But, so good. Rob, do you want to list off the... Gifts of the Spirit, quick, that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and in fact, I'm even going to back up a little more and talk about kind of... So we're kind of starting this as a series, mm -hmm. and today we really want to give some broad brush strokes of what these things are. Right. So we'll talk about, you know, what are they, high level, and what the purpose mm. is mm -hmm. of, of the gifts of the Spirit, why, why are they there, and then how to receive what God chooses to give. So that very last verse you read yeah. says, God distributes as he sees fit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not necessarily, not necessarily that you're going to get every gift that you pursue, but God knows the best one for you and he knows when you're ready. Um, so yeah, I just thought we could talk about those a little bit. Cool. So what are they? You went ran through it and I just want to, I like this word, bucketize them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got this, some, some of this, these buckets... I was able to um, organize in my mind after reading Lee Stone King's book on the gifts of the Spirit. Mm. I don't so, think I've ever read that book. Yeah, I uh, just read it recently. So, mm. 
So there's these uh, gifts are organized in three buckets, you could say. And one of them is gifts that have to deal with thoughts, gifts that have to deal with words, and gifts that have to deal with actions. And the way that I like to think about it, which is pretty amazing, is these gifts of the Spirit is God acting and thinking and speaking through people. Mm. So the God can give thoughts to people, thoughts that are words of wisdom, thoughts that are words of knowledge, and thoughts that are discerning of spirits. So that's when someone is given thoughts by God to assess or know or have wisdom for a situation. Mm. So that's the first bucket. The second bucket is um, has to do with our mouth. And it's God will give us things to say that that are for someone or for a situation. And so it's God's words flowing through someone who's a willing vessel. Mm-hmm. And so those are uh, the gift of prophecy. So that's the gift of foretelling or forthtelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the diverse kinds of tongues. So that's um, using various languages for God's purpose, mm-hmm. speaking things into existence. And then the third one, the interpretation of tongues. So someone will speak in tongues and God will tell someone what it means and they can speak that for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. This is what God's saying and they say this is what the Lord says. Um, the third bucket is action. So God will give, God will empower someone to do something and you can see actual results um, before your eyes of what God is doing through the Spirit that manifests physically. So those are um, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, and gifts of miracles. So God will use people to heal. God will use people to do miraculous things. God will um, work through people to give the spirit of faith. So that's that's pretty pretty awesome how those three buckets work. God will speak mm-hmm. through people. He'll think through people, give people thoughts, and he will act through people mm. if we allow him to. So that's essentially like the gifts of spirit. Well, or yeah, gifts of spirit. Um, we'll talk about each one individually in a little bit more depth, like in, um, further podcasts, but the purpose of having these gifts at work, not just in our individual life, but in our churches is to, um, exalt, uh, the congregation as a whole, like exalt the body, um, to minister to the body or minister to the church or to minister to your own individual life. Um, there's, uh, uh, let me see. I'm trying to find the scripture. Um, anyways, I'll move on from that point. But so the reason why we have these at work, um, in our life and in our churches ultimately is to bring glory to God because, um, these things are, I would say each one of them are miracles in and of themselves because they're things that only God can do. Um, like we'll talk about why that is or how that is um, when we talk about each individual one. But what's really amazing to me about the gifts of the Spirit is that there are a lot of doctrines and a lot of denominations that don't believe that those things are still at work in the church. 
Um, a lot of people, like if you show them this or like the book of Acts where people were speaking in tongues and whatever, um, a lot of Christian doctrines say, well, that was for the apostles. That was for like the early church and it's not for us today, which is not the case at all. Um, in order to have a healthy and vibrant personal uh, walk with God and a healthy and vibrant church, you have to have these gifts at work. Yeah, and you and I are witnesses of mm-hmm. seeing people act in these gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And we know, I mean, you and I can tell if someone's faking or not. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen God work through someone who is sincere mm-hmm. and and allowing God to do things through them. Yeah. For the most part, I think people are just really good at like, uh, I this, I say for the most part because it's not everybody, but for the most part, people are just really good at picking up on whether somebody is sincere or not, mm-hmm. um, which means that when somebody is truly operating in a gift of the Spirit, there's like a, uh, um, I don't know what you call it. I think one of the best ways to describe it that I've experienced is with um, the diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Mm. Do you know, so there's there's like this phenomenon, I call it a phenomenon because I can't explain it, but when somebody begins operating in the gift of tongues, I know I'm going out of order, I just want to give you an example on like what we're talking about, how you can tell when somebody's really operating in the gift of the Spirit. When somebody's given a tongues, like, a war, you know, whatever, and there's like everybody in the church gets quiet. And it's almost like this feeling, at least for me, like I cannot break that silence. It's, it's almost like God is making everyone be quiet and listen to this word that's going forth, even if it's somebody speaking in tongues. And then the same, the same type of phenomenon happens when somebody interpret, interprets that tongue, like uh, the interpretation of tongues is one of the gifts of the Spirit. And it's almost like I've heard people describe it as like a holy hush that falls on the sanctuary. Yeah. And um, it's, it's interesting because nobody tries to, uh, at least I don't. I, I don't want to say nobody because I can't speak for everybody. It's not like I try and be quiet when it happens. It just something happens in the spirit that like prevents me from interrupting those moments. It is possible to quench the spirit. That's true. But, um, but yeah, if you're respectful and you know, God's about to do something, that's when you, if you have any fear of the Lord, you're going to step back and watch him do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ultimately the purpose of these gifts is to, um, enhance your walk with God and to encourage and uplift the body of Christ. So another question that you had, Rob, was how to receive what God chooses to give. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Um, so God activates and distributes the gifts as he desires. Um, and there's there's a scripture in, I think it's one of the Timothys, where it says, stir up the gift within you. Mm, I'll look it up for you. Um, and it was talking about Timothy's grandmother and mother, and I think the Lord used them in certain ways. And God, God can use you if you have someone in your family who's been used by God. Chances are God could use you in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and but He's made you your unique person. 
So he, he knows how you're going to operate the best. But yeah, how, how do you receive what God chooses to give? And I think the answer is simple with a one-word answer. And it's the same answer for how do you receive the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. How do you um, receive, how, how do you work in the fruit of the Spirit? And how do you receive the gifts of the Spirit? And I think that answer is submission. Mm. You just allow God to do what he wants to do. Here's that scripture that you were talking about. Um, it's Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Uh, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yeah, that's good. So stir up, stir up the gift. Um, how do you do that? Yeah, one thing that I heard um, from the urchins was all these gifts flow out of compassion. When you care about people and you're compassionate and you have a mo- you're motivated by love and you want to serve someone, mm-hmm. God can flow right through that and give you whatever gift you need to minister. So I think that's one key component mm. is being compassionate. Mm. And that's definitely something that comes from the Spirit. It's not... Compassion is obviously not of the flesh. That's yeah. something that we generally don't naturally do. Yeah. Because, you know, there's... I think in our in the secular world, in the world that we live in, um, people do talk about being compassionate. But typically when... it's It's difficult to put that in action. It's almost like, you know, people know that we're supposed to have compassion. We know that, you know, we're supposed to care about our neighbor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> when people try and do it without the help of the Holy Spirit, it usually doesn't doesn't end well. Like, we can do some good things, you know, in our flesh. But ultimately, compassion for others and truly, like, caring and having the right motives exactly. comes from God. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people use compassion um, with the wrong motive of elevating themselves. It's like, well, look how compassionate I am. I give to Salvation Army and, you know, donate all my extra stuff to Goodwill. Look how good I am. And I'll that be is compassionate if it gives me a tax break. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. a Pharisee right there. That's yeah. exactly what that is. Well, look how holy I am, but yet I have no relationship with God. You know, I'm doing all the right things. I'm being a good human. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? The Bible tells us it's not. You have to have the Holy Ghost inside of you. you got to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and then be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we know that you get that gift because there's evidence speaking in tongues. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus, said, Hey, if you're not, if you're not born of the water and the Spirit, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, like, if... You're a good person because even good people have sin, you know? So it's, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but uh, compassion. That's what we were talking about. Compassion. How to receive what God chooses to give. Yeah. And I think one thing, um, another thing that, or another way that we can see when somebody is sincere and operating in these um, gifts of the spirit is motives. Because eventually somebody's motive comes to life. You know, like whatever we do, we, we have motives behind what we do. And if your motive is to elevate the name of Jesus Christ and 
you know, try and minister to as many people as you can before he comes back or before we, you know, leave this earth when we pass away. And why would he hold, withhold a gift that would make exactly. you be able to do that? Exactly. Yeah. So it's our motives. I would say that's a big player as to mm-hmm. how we gen, genuinely operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. Because we also know that gifts, are, when God gives a gift, they're without repentance. Right. And we've seen, I've personally seen, preachers, ministers, pastors that could preach a fiery message mm-hmm. on Sunday and you'd be convicted and, you know, God uses them. It, well, at least they operate in the gift of prophecy, I would say, in when they're preaching the word, because that's delivering. It's not just telling the future, but it's also delivering a word from God. Um, mm-hmm. So they could operate, I use that in air quotes, in that gift because God has already given that to them, but the anointing is not on their life. And there's a difference. There's a difference. You can preach a great message, but there's a difference between preaching a great message and preaching an anointed message. Yeah. You know why I think that happens? I think God saw a good thing in someone's heart, gave them a gift so they could do what's right, and then when they got it, their heart changed and they Mm -hmm. started to do things based on what they wanted. Right. Because, you know, we've all heard the whatever the issues with televangelists and, you know, pastors like abusing finances and church. We've all heard, everybody's heard a story about that. But that's why I bring up the point about anointing. Because when somebody is truly living for God and operating in that gift of the Spirit with the correct motives, that is when the anointing of God comes. And the Bible says that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Not a good message. It's the anointing of God that breaks the yokes of bondage. Yeah, and Reese, chances are people are, there's people listening to this that have been hurt mm-hmm. by someone who has abused a gift of the Spirit yep. and spoken something that wasn't necessarily true and mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily from God. Right. Um, and that's a hard place to be mm-hmm. because, you know, people mess up, but don't lose faith in God. And God can still use someone else in the gifts right. of the Spirit. So it, when you're hurt, it's easy to write stuff off and write yep. people off and write God off. But that's dangerous, too. I would even say this. Like, there's been, um, I won't name names, but there's been a couple pastors in my life that were amazing preachers. And they would preach messages that would just really minister to me. But behind the scenes, um, they were extremely unethical or just a lot of a lot of stuff going on they were living in sin but i had to learn to separate the man that messed up from the word of the lord because what you're talking about it's very easy to say well you know this pastor like he was preaching but cheating on his wife and doing x y and z right. so that means that all the messages he preached are just garbage that's not the case because, you know, the, I had a pastor in my life that was doing that exact same thing. Um, but I, I, had, I learned how to separate and say, you know what? Even though he was messing up and ultimately left the church and, you know, went off the deep end, still those messages that, that God preached through him, they still ministered to me. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're not true right. because he was preaching the word of God. Even if his, you know, personal life was in shambles. Now, I'm not saying you want a leader like that. But what I am saying is that God still used that man in a gift of prophecy and preached to my heart and ministered to me. And those messages changed my life. 
even though he was messing up. You know, and, and again, I, I don't want to say you want a leader like that or that anybody should live that way and, you know, preach the word on Sunday and then live however they want the rest of the week. That's not what I'm saying. But God, I don't know. God I, used that man at yeah. one point in his life. And while he was being used by God, it ministered to me. Yeah. God has even spoken to people through a donkey in the Bible. <laughs> right. So he can use who he wants to, right. whether they're right or wrong. Right. So we have to be careful to say, you know what? That person messed up. And even if they're not in the church mm-hmm. anymore, whatever, we have to be careful and not say, well, they messed up. So everything that they spoke into my life, all the ways they ministered to me was just garbage. Because if you believe that, that will just breed resentment for leadership. And that'll, that'll give you that mindset like, well, why do I go to church anyways? Because, you know, these preachers ain't living right and they're sinning and whatever. But if you have that kind of mindset, it will destroy you. Yeah. And then another point, some people, um, even they, they might even be living right, but they might not be, I mean, this is probably where I'm at. They're not very experienced, you Mm -hmm. know, in using the gifts of spirit and they might make a mistake. So it's important to make sure that what is spoken over you in the gifts of the Spirit or what is thought, shared in thoughts, or what actions are made align with the Word of God. Amen. And you know what? Brother Z, actually, when he was on our podcast a couple, maybe about a month ago, um, he mentioned that. He said when somebody declares a prophecy over you, first off, you have to study it for yourself and make sure that it matches up with the Word of God. And then... Uh, he likened it to putting it on a shelf, put it on a mm-hmm. shelf because the Bible says that you'll know that that was a true word from God if it happens. Yeah. So, so we have to, you know, kind of separate the person from the way God is working because nobody's perfect. Right. Um, but yeah, we have to understand also part of these gifts of the spirit is how to receive them with the correct mentality. Because I had a bad mentality for a while, and we'll probably talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, I know Rob and I have talked about it before. We'll probably talk about it on this podcast because God has changed my heart on it. Um, well, Rob, we're at like 25 minutes. Yeah. Do you want to keep going? Um, I have a – I would just say – well, if you got something to say, say it. I don't. Okay. I just want to say that, you know, if we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, or if someone operates in the gifts of the Spirit, that means they are – thinking as God thinks, mm-hmm. they're speaking as God speaks, and they're acting as God acts. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know you know what would happen if we started doing that in this world and the church operated in that level? I mean, this whole world is, it's going to change, and God's going to yeah. bring his power through it. Wow. Yeah, I, mm. I mean, I think we're in a time we're about to break into wild revival. Yeah, so that I agree. So that God's got a bride that is powerful and beautiful and, you know, as many people as part of the bride as possible mm-hmm. before he says, okay, wedding day. Right, right. I want to be there on wedding day. Amen, amen. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our quick, like, overview. Today we really just talked about... Um, what are the gifts of the Spirit, the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit, and then how to receive what God's what God chooses to give. And, of course, we went off on a tangent a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I feel like it was, um, it was from the Lord. I felt the Holy Ghost while we were talking. So um, just to recap the last thing, too, the actual 
gifts of the spirit as Rob broke it down for us. Bucket number one, gifts of thought, and that includes word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the discernment of spirits. And then bucket number two, these are word uh, gifts or gifts of speaking. Number one is gift of prophecy. Number two, diverse, diverse kinds of tongues. Number three, interpretation of tongues. And then the third bucket are the gifts of action. Number one is the gift of faith. Number two, the gift of healing. And number three, the gift of miracles. So there's nine in total, three, three, and three. And we'll go through those more um, next week. Sounds good. Cool. Well, thank you all so much, and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcast from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.